Does she mean to put all that stuff out on social media? Hmm, I hope she knows what she's doing. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into how to overcome overwhelm. I'll see you on the flip. Well, as you're a practical priestess of wisdom, you know I have to let you know when a wisdom smack comes that can possibly help all of us. And I recently had one. I don't like to be on social media that much because it's just not my thing. I have a very robust life in real person with a lot of people. And so I enjoy that more. But On the chance that I am on social media, I am always amazed at all of the leaps and bounds of education, wisdom, understanding, and community I still feel when I see people out there who are being as authentic as they can in a digital format. I actually envy them because I just can't seem to be that vulnerable to telling everything uh, to a medium like that. And so the situation was such that there was a, a lady who had posted and she wrote, she darn near wrote a dissertation of what was going on with her and all of the uh, ilks of the world with regards to her life at the time. And uh, she was going through some really horrific things. And it came down to this. Uh, because for whatever reason, I decided I just dug in and, and, and read. And she came down to it and she says, even with all of this stuff, once I get it finished, fixed, or eradicated, I will still be left with the idea and the notion that I am utterly overwhelmed. And I saw it as a cry, you know, for understanding, for help, for peace. And of course, you know, I sent her some digital hugs and, you know, and 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 what I could from you know the the way it was presented, and I it really got me to thinking because we all, unless you've got this thing totally licked, <laughs> but we all get into situations where we get overwhelmed and life just seems to act like a a horrible tsunami that won't let up, just constantly crashing against us over and over again, and so with that. I, for one, can say that I definitely have an intimate understanding uh, with overwhelm. And so over the last few years, especially as uh, my career has demanded more and more for what I am responsible for sustaining and uh, making and doing, I've had to come up with some realistic ways to overcome my overwhelm. And those realistic ways I've shared with some, and I thought, you know what, this is a good wisdom smack, especially with me seeing that post that 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 dear one, that dear lady decided to put out. I was like, you know what, I might as well go on and share with you guys the wisdom that I received at the time and that I'm hoping that it'll help you on your journey as well. Now, I do want to say this before we get into it, that this is just the wisdom that I've had at this particular time. I am not going to pretend like this does 
away with all of it. But it does lessen the impact when I'm trying to deal with overwhelm uh, that I can go through. And as I'm doing the setup for this, what I kind of want to make sure that you understand is that this one is not a pretty bow tie. It is a work in progress because your overwhelm is most likely going to be different from mine because I find that people who are at that point where they're like, I can't take any more, their um, stimuli is taxed by different combinations of things because of their makeup, their experiences, and the filters by how they take in their world. So I just want to say that everyone's overwhelm is uniquely, signaturely theirs. All right. So let's go on and just start with a general understanding of overwhelm and a general understanding of overwhelm. It can be stress, um, but it also can. And I'm not going to say also can. I'm going to say it also includes where you have reached your saturation point. You're full of what you can handle. And each person at this particular time, as we understand it from a neural, neurological and uh, neurobiological standpoint, is that each person has this point where their computing capacity for their brain starts to slow and then eventually shuts down when you hit the number of sustained inputs that are coming in. And once you hit that that's when you kind of like short circuit and fall into overwhelm. And some people, bless their hearts, they don't realize that, you know, the the obvious thing is to stop, retreat, regroup, and get rid of some of the inputs. So they have to keep going because that's what the job or their life requires. And it's like a merry-go-round, curious reel, whatever you want to call this circle, that, that they can't get off. Hamster wheel, I guess, that's a great one, that they can't seem to get off. And so that is um, the kind of overwhelm that I'm, I'm talking about, okay? All right, so the first thing I want to say is, if at all possible, don't vomit your emotions all over social media. And it's not because of how people will think about you or look, look at you, because we couldn't care less about what other people think of us. Um, I am saying that for you so that you will be able to Use the energy you do have. People don't realize that when you are out in public, you are actually having to supply that persona energy. And when you're overwhelmed, you need to have all of your energy you can to be able to deal with working through to get back to a situation where you're not overly taxed and you're not in trauma and stress. And so I know it sounds counterintuitive. I know it sounds great to just go and say, you know what, I'm just going to get on um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and I'm just going to write until I can't write anymore. And I'm going to just tell it all and, and get it all off of, you know, me. And then you realize that it doesn't make you feel any better. If at, you know, if anything, you feel more exposed, you start trying to go and delete it and pray that no one took snapshots of it or, you know, saved it or archived or whatever. And so there's that little thing out there as well. 
you know, some people have the whole sleep on it before you post kind of thing. And I would even say, do that. If you are the person where you have a precedent of you sharing your life online, then, you know, sleep on it. And maybe you don't share every blow-by-blow commentary style of what's going on. Maybe you just, you know, put a little highlight up. Hey, you guys um, need some some digital hugs and some hearts, you know, send some this way, you know, going through a little rough patch. And that might be what able, you know, what you're able to sustain. But whatever it is, don't vomit your emotions out on social media because it will cause you to have to give even more energy out, precious energy that you need to be able to sustain and to work through what you're going through. Okay. And so um, as we talk about that, these are some of the things that I want to say because I want this to be very practical and useful for you. And so before I get in, because you know I've got some little steps and points that um, if nothing else, they'll hopefully get you out of trauma and they'll help you to uh, be able to partition, repartition, if you will, some of your computing power so that you can keep on uh, going until you can get to a point where you can do the proper self-care that's needed, okay? All right, so before I say that, one of the things that I'm going to, to say here that I thought was good, I heard someone say something similar, and it is a truth that I hold to, but I've never articulated it. And so I wanted to make sure I started with with today's podcast because it is apropos. And that is, when you're looking for answers, uh, challenge yourself to first go and seek for the answers. Because when you look for answers and you go and you talk to people who might be experts and who know a lot, they're going to answer your question. You're going to get your, 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 you know, you're going to get the answer. But in times like these, especially when our time is moving so quickly and so much more is required of you, uh, just to be able to matriculate, it's kind of like a ma- landfill uh, out there full of minds that get you socially, economically, and um, all these other uh, ways that you didn't have to think of 20 years ago. So what I'm going to say is this. Before you start seeking answers, I want you to get into the habit of becoming a seeker of answers for yourself, meaning that you do your research, you go and um, find examples, benchmark cases, whatever it may be, because what you're going to learn is when you start to become a seeker to answer your questions, You're going to learn things along the way because it's going to start to be a journey and you'll learn things that you don't, that may or may not be useful for that particular answer you're looking for, but you'll find that you start to build this wide range of information. I call it the well-roundedness that we need, um, to keep those sharp edges off of us and you'll be able to have those to fall back on. And you'll also have an answer that helps you uh, from from your standpoint. Now, I'm not saying that you should never go and seek people out for answers, but along with that, continue 
seeking it out for yourself as well as getting it from others because there is a such thing as the counsel of the wise, meaning the count your counsel of friends or coaches or respected people or people who have um, expertise interest. Um, uh, uh, expertise um, and knowledge, professed knowledge in whatever area it is you're looking for. Okay. So I just want to make sure I said that. Okay. And then this is the next thing. When you get into progressive overwhelm, meaning it gets larger and larger and more indomitable as time goes on, usually a few days, you kind of hit this wall. And if you've been there, you know the wall I'm talking about. It's that wall that no matter what you do, it's insurmountable. No matter how you try to go around it or even turn around, it has you boxed in and you are you in the wall, (laughs) okay? And what I'm going to say here, it may or may not make sense to, to you, but if it doesn't, just let it germinate, okay? And I want you to be grateful and thankful for the wall because what the wall is, is the wall is that barrier that separates you from your next level, from your next um, ability class, uh, for your growth, your your, um, illustrated growth. And so whenever you come up against that wall, be thankful for that wall and also do this. Be thankful that you know that you're going to get through or over or under or around that wall because those walls only show up when it's time for you to conquer them. And that was something that I took for granted because I do work with that in my knowledge that, okay, the wall is here or the obstacle is here or whatever you want to call it. And so that means that I'm going to a new level and that means it's going to be hard (laughs) for me. You know, that's how I look at it because hard does not scare me. Um, And that means that it was made for me to succeed over it. So let me get to working. Um, uh, This is an aside real quick. Um, I uh, have a, a little word game on my phone. And I was playing the, the my word game on my phone and my nephew was playing it on his phone when um, we hung out uh, back uh, earlier this summer of this year. And uh, he kept using his hints and using his little points to buy, buy a vowel and all this kind of stuff. And before I could catch myself, I was like, you know what, don't do that. You know, you don't have to do that. Uh, just work it out. I says, and what you'll find is you'll be able to squirrel away a nice amount of points, plus you'll get better at it. And when they give you bonuses, they'll give you bigger bonuses. And I showed him my screen and I showed him how they give me hints and all this stuff and I don't even use them. And he was like, nah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I was just like, this is part of life. Um, And I was trying to explain to him what I'm going to explain to you now. And that is to overcome overwhelm, It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to come up with some kind of clever or snazzy way to get yourself out of overwhelm. No, what it means is that you've got to complicate it. And now it's time for you to buckle up, settle in, and persevere on doing one thing. And when we we were playing that game, that one thing was is to solve the puzzle. 
And uh, I told him, I said, look, you see what level this is on? This is not a high level. It means it is solvable in a pretty easy manner. And so let's work on it until we solve it. Now, of course, he went on and was like, this is taking too long. (laughs) And he got the hint. But still, um, I'm hoping that, you know, he will take my words and and run with them. And so when we're talking about how to overcome overwhelm, that's kind of what happens to us as well. Instead of just relying on going directly to someone to try to get the answer or to try to get the rescue, you can you can do that. But in the meantime and in between time, try to do it yourself as well and uh, become that seeker of answers on your own. Be willing to learn the steps that it takes to learn those answers and to put them in effect in your life. And once you learn how to do that, you're going to discover that you learn so much more on that journey to that answer. And those things that you learn as well are going to help you maybe for that particular situation, but so many others. Okay. And so because of that, um, I'm going to give you some practical pointers now of what you can do to overcome and even relieve some of your overwhelm. All right, so let's get into it. Now, some of these are going to be obvious. You might, oh, I I won't say, I already know that. And I'm going to say, if you know that, then that means that you have a knowledge, but you don't have a wisdom, okay? Because to know something means that you can readily pull it from your database of intelligence, memory, and knowledge. But to operate in wisdom for it means that you are doing it. And not only are you doing it, you have learned how to integrate it in creative ways because that's what wisdom does. Okay. So having said that disclaimer, let's get into it. And these are not in any particular order. And I tried to keep my little list short. And so I only have eight of them that I'm going to give you today. So let's get started. So here's some practical points on what to do to relieve or to overcome your overwhelm. Well, the first thing, duh, is to breathe. Too many times people forget that they should be breathing and that they should um, take in air. Because if you get stressed out, if you find that you're doing too much uh, thinking and uh, getting into sympathetic uh, shock where your mind is racing, you are depriving yourself from the precious oxygen that is needed to help you work through the processes, okay? All right, so not only that, what I want you to do is when you breathe, I want you to think about and uh, determine that you're going to contain or set a boundary around or get some kind of control over the number of inputs or the spread of input inputs because sometimes you just have too much going on. Have you ever had a situation where you were trying to focus and concentrate and there was so much noise going on and the TV is on and people are laughing and talking and your phone is hopping and buzzing from notifications? That's a good example of what happens when there is a spread of too many inputs. What you want to do is, of course, you want to take in some good breaths, and then you want to start controlling, containing, and managing the inputs that you can in your environment. Now, of course, you could say, everybody shut up, you know, you could do that, but 
Instead, what I'm going to encourage you to do is after you take your breath, I'm going to have you prioritize what you can remove that only affects you first and remove a thing at a time. And if you still feel overwhelmed, continue to move things. And if it gets to the point where you you just need silence and you don't need anyone's energy around you, then you remove yourself from the situation. Don't make everybody else miserable because you're miserable. Remove yourself from the situation and go somewhere quiet and take in those breaths and control your um your your environment okay and so the next one is i want you to do a brain dump people don't realize that a brain dump is real uh really uh, a good deal um uh, it helps you get a lot of stuff out of your head and onto a piece of paper or a screen where you'll be able to handle what's going on and then Once you do that brain dump, I want you to locate the main point of conflict. What is the one thing that it seems to be, if you deal with that, then it will relieve a lot of pressure or weight off of you, okay? Once you can locate that main point, consider doing it uh, to, to help you get your arms around how to deal with it. Consider journaling and meditating, okay? And help do that. Uh, with the hopes and the intention of gaining some clarity over it. All right. So the next one is number three. I want you to um, use observer's advantage. Now, observer's advantage is this. It's where someone looking um, when you are not the person in the situation, you have the advantage because you remove the emotions from it and then you're better able to be more objective. Okay. So with um, the observer's advantage, I want you to use that and uh, start to take it, um, take it apart of what this quote unquote person, which is actually you, um, would need as good advice, you know, so take yourself off the equation and give the advice to yourself that you would give to somebody else. All right. And that way you're going to be able to isolate that main energy that, you know, that main conflict that's causing all the problems by removing all the non-essential things, ignoring them even. Okay. And then you're going to flip to the, uh, opposite side, you know, what would be the antithesis of this? What would be the perfect answer to this? And work toward trying to figure out how to get to that point, Um, whether it means that you've resolved the situation or you have gotten the nerve to leave the situation or whatever it may be, okay? But using that observer's advantage getting out of the emotions of it so that you can be objective and then you can look at it as if it is for someone else to give them advice. And once you've done that, then look for the answer or um, the opposite of the situation and work towards how to get to that point. Okay. And then uh, the fourth one is once you've done all of this, you've done your brain dump and everything, I want you to decide what you don't want until you whittle down onto what you really do want. People don't realize that the strongest thing that we understand for our impetus or our impulse is pain. 
And so why not use that knowledge to whittle down to what you want by first eradicating everything you don't want? See, that stuff is easy. And by whittling that stuff down, you'll only be left with the thing or things that you do want. And when I say the things you do want, the things that you know that if you do them, they're going to be advantageous for you. They're going to help you maintain um, a lifestyle and whatever it is that you are needing to do to um, make yourself fulfilled. Okay. All right. So we've gotten the first four. We've got three more to go. So here we go. Um, Well, four more to go. Excuse me. (laughs) Number five. Um, As I've said before, but I'm going to say it here. Remove as much emotion as possible from the situation. And then once you remove that emotion from the situation, what I I then want you to do is I want you to obey what it is that you get as the wisdom from that. Because when you're able to look at something emotion without the emotion, um, you're able to see it in a, a a way where it's almost a distance to it, and it looks smaller, and thus you can contain it. Okay, and understand this: that when you start removing the emotions, a lot of times you're able to see why they're there, what messages or what lessons they're there to even give you. Okay. All right, number six (laughs) in how to overcome your overwhelm. Identify the who and not the how where appropriate. And what I mean by that is, is if you are dealing with things and you find that you're overwhelmed because you have too much on your plate, don't try to figure out how to get it done. Figure out who can help you get it done. Be willing to delegate where possible and even outsource if you can. If you know that your house, the state of the, your, the cleanliness of your house is causing you overwhelm because you just don't have time to keep up with it, then it might be time for you to stop trying to figure out how and instead figure out who and take a few moments to go and look for some kind of bonded service that's within your price range to get them to come in and help. You know, just, and I don't want to call these things simple because it, I, I get what it feels like to, to feel like, oh, I, I should be doing this myself. You have to get the emotion out of it and you have to have that observer's advantage so that you can look at things with an objective eye and say, okay, we can do it. We can do this, but this can be handled by someone else. And I say this because you don't want to end up being that control freak who causes uh, things to take longer than they should. And you become the cog in the system. Ask me how I know that's my MO. And so that's why I'm sharing this wisdom with you because that's That's part of what I have to learn over and over again, it seems, to keep going and to get better at what I do, okay? And so after you have identified the who and not the how where appropriate, you've outsourced, delegated where possible, you're left with what you want and um, what you need and want to work on. And thus, you want to find the simplest way to start. Now, to find the simplest way to start is to find something that you can get achieved within, whether it be an hour, uh, four hours, or up to 24 hours, and not 24 hours put together over days. No, uh, just a full day. 
And that's going to help you to figure out what your first steps should be. So find something that you can achieve within a 24-hour period and start there. If you can achieve a lot within a 24-hour period, find out what you can achieve in a smaller amount of time, eight hours, four hours, or one hour, or even a second. For some people, it can be done in a few minutes. It could simply be picking up the phone and sending a message, a text, or an email and getting the ball rolling on doing something that you've been putting off. For some others, it could simply be opening up your calendar uh, and scheduling something uh, to get done. Uh, For some folks, it's as simple as going in and picking up um, your clothing and putting them away. (laughs) You know, I don't know all of what you're going to come up with, but I will, I do know that what I'm telling you works. And number eight is to simply act on that simple first step and then take the next step and the next step. And then guess what? The next step. So those are eight things that practical points that you can do to help you whittle down to be able to overcome or relieve some of the overwhelm you have on you. Now, this is not part of those eight points, but what I will say is, is when you are feeling overwhelmed, it is going to depend on your situation uh, as to whom you share this information with and whom you don't. Because in not in all situations are you going to be able to say, help me, I am overwhelmed. And if you are in a situation where there is no one that you can say this to, there is, you know, really, you got to get it done or else, then what I want you to do is I want you to make sure that you keep a journal and you meditate because when you keep a journal, you're not alone and you're able to get it off your chest and express it to a higher power, to the universe or whomever, okay? So I kind of wanted to make sure I put that in there because one of the things people talk about is having to do it alone and you're not alone, okay? So in my last few seconds, I just want to remind you Don't vomit your emotions all over social media. What you're going to do now that you know better is you're going to become a seeker of answers and you're going to do these eight steps and you're going to be able to give yourself relief and get out of the cycle of overwhelm. Okay, so guess what? Yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another episode of Wisdom Smack. Check the show notes uh, for our links and support and I'll see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.